Hello and welcome to the round preview brought to you by Footy Live. And round four is upon us, boys, and it kicks off tonight at the time of recording. Everybody's is going to do a quick turnaround for this one. So Brisbane and Collingwood, good battle tonight. But we're going to preview all the big games coming up. We'll ask you how you boys are. You're probably better than me because as you can hear, throat is up the whack and it's still recovering. Nicholas, how are you today? Yeah, very good. I'm also looking around, looking forward to round five rather than round four. But um, yeah, true. You yeah, should, should be. Should be a good round coming up. <laughs> that is correct. Round five. That's how sick I am. I'm still. I missed last week. I was in bed, so that's why I said that. But round five is coming up. You are correct, Gordo. You looking forward to round five? Always, mate. Easter Easter Monday it always brings something. Regardless where Long and Hawthorne are on the ladder, it's always very entertaining. So I look forward to Jared Waitley and Nikki G frothing over that hard. Oh, yeah. Um, and, yeah, and some interesting games in between that, between now and then, and some stinkers as well. So it's a good yeah. weekend. We can complain. We can we can enjoy it. We can, you know, look into the stats as things to do. So let's get into it. Correct. Let's get into it. And we know on a Monday, obviously, is a bit of a longer podcast where we review the weekend of, uh, of action, go through the stats and kind of analyze the game. This is more of a quick, short and sharp bang, what to look forward to. But if you did listen on Monday, you would have known that Gordo put out the challenge to Frankie, the pie fanatic, Frank Scalisi, and said, record yours because he had a go at you boys. And he said, he went with your tips last week and you're atrocious. So he did, he did his own. He recorded it. He sent it in. Anyone at home, you can do the same. You can send it by email, you know, james.zabo at sportsmatemobile.com. Uh, here it is. Have a listen to Frankie. G'day, sportsmate boys. Gordo, Jimmy, Nico. It's Frank Scalisi from Woodard's Real Estate in Oakley here. Or Frankie the Pies fanatic as I go by. I'll answer the challenge, Gordo. You've called me out. And, mate, I can tell you that tonight's game between the Pies and Brisbane is a must watch. We may win. But if we lose, if, it'll only be by no more than three goals. So it's a must-watch tonight as everyone's picked us for bottom four and we're playing a premiership contender, but just you wait and see what we've got in store tonight. The 50-50 game, well, that's Sydney and West Coast. Very interesting, hard to pick. West Coast are okay. Everyone's riding them off. But let's see, 50-50 that one. And the upset... Port Adelaide will not go 0-5. They will beat Carlton this week. There you have it. Take it to the bank. There you have it. What's your uh, what's your response to that, Gordo? He well, Frank's to in, out a lot. Frank's in trouble here, mate. Why? Because we've picked the same games. Oh, no. Did you actually? So we actually, in terms of, I didn't pick the Collingwood game. Obviously, he's a mad pie supporter. Of so is, yeah. I left that one alone. But in terms of Port won't go 0-5. I agree with that. That was my must-watch game because Ooh. if they do, Ken's on the chop, and if they don't, then Voss is in a bit, you know, in a bit of. So I agree with him there. Oh, and um, Frankie, that's a new and one. then the yeah. 50-50 around Sydney and uh, Sydney and West Coast. It's like absolutely oh, surely not. Surely not. We'll get to it in a second. Exactly, but he, but ma- he, he makes good order. points. So he, he, he mated me, points, but he yeah. mated you. Do you mind? That's all right. You don't We're mind mates. Me. We're on Sportsmate. This is we <laughs> live. Brought to you by Sportsmate. We're all mates in sport. Let's get on with it. That's correct. Well, just quickly on Frank's one, the Pies to win or lose by less than three. I think he's off there. The Pies that have a forward line. 
really. They had problems last week. They've brought in uh, Mason Cox now to try and... I don't know. I think because Brisbane have such good intercept defenders. Marcus Adams, Harris Andrews, they nearly won the game for uh, the Lions last week. We know Geelong probably dominated and it was it was probably more of a dominant performance than the 10 points kind of uh, made it out to be, the winning margin in the end. But I think they've had to compete in the air. They want to bring it to ground. So they're going to go tall in the forward line. But I still, I don't think they're going to be able to match it. They won't be able to kick in a big enough score. I think that the Lions will dominate. So I'm sorry, Frankie, I'm going uh, Brisbane by, oh, probably 30 plus, nearly 40 points. What about you boys? Yeah, yeah, I agree. Uh, I'm tipping the Brisbane Lions by about 40, 50 points. Like you said, Jimmy, they can't kick goals. They've lost Jamie Elliott. Maya checks out as well this week, and I reckon he's their best forward. Uh, Jack Ginevan as well. Um, not sure how much he contributes contributes to the scoreboard, but they're, they're three. It's a lot of uh, lot of vibes. Good a vibe, lot of vibes. That's it. Um, but yeah, they're missing a lot down there, and I think they're going to struggle. It's at the Gabba. Uh, yeah, I reckon the Lions by a big margin. Oh, big margin. Well, Taylor Adams comes back. I don't know if he makes much of a difference. I think they'll still. They'll still win by a big margin. Gordo agrees as well. There's a must-watch game this week for you, Nico. It's a must-watch every year because you do love it on the Easter Monday. Everyone loves pick? it. Jimmy's... Surprises. What is it? Yes, it's Everyone Hawthorne Geelong. It, it's Hawthorne yeah. Geelong. Easter Monday, one of the uh, one of the fixtures we look forward to uh, the most this season. I reckon. I reckon it's behind Anzac Day as you know one of the best <laughs> games of footy to watch. I mean, in terms of the quality of football, it's probably better than Anzac Day as well. Wow. Um, now, over the years, it's been exciting. That is for sure. Yeah. That's like like what I touched on before, good. it doesn't matter how bad the Hawks or the Cats are going. It, it, it's always a good match, and it will be this week. The Hawks will want to bounce back, Jimmy, and the Cats are obviously in very good form, and they're going to be hard to beat this season. So I reckon we're in for a cracker on Easter Monday. I'm looking forward to it. This might be the year that's... Hawks let you down. I don't know though, but because at training, Sam Mitchell did uh, go old fashioned, didn't he? Did he do the that. old bring your mouth guard that. stuff, have a wrestle out there? We used to cop. I like we that. Had a, a smashing on the weekend. Like but I don't know. Maybe that's, are they going to have a response or maybe that's yeah. an old school thing to do these days and the players might not respond well to that. I'm not no, they, sure. they need a bit of toughening up after that absolute belting St. Kilda. Yep, yeah. they they handed us an absolute smashing last week. So, yep, and obviously the sparring sessions as well are out the window in footy. So, yep, they're getting down and dirty, doing a few wrestling techniques, and I like it. Bring Ooh. it. Bring it on Monday, Hawkers. I want to see it. Do you give them a chance? No, I don't. I don't because it doesn't like that's that's when you can sense desperation from the coach being like you have to go back to the old school you have to go back to Lee Matthews style football you know when were we good the nineteen eighties let's play like that he knows that Geelong are much much better just all over the park but just much more efficient and they live inside fifty this year like the the Cats have changed their game style from being back half rebound to forward half lock it in and if they do that against the Hawks they will score and they will score heavily and it, it won't be the great. Easter Monday game that we love and love and want, but uh, fingers crossed, it does work and it's a close game. But my prediction would be Geelong by a fair few. Yeah, it might be uh, stuck in their forward half, but that is where the Hawks play their best footy, isn't it? Coming off the halfback flank, although uh, that's because it's hardly ever in the forward line. But they need to do a little bit better than they did last week, especially with the skills. I thought it was uh, atrocious for mm. Hawthorne. Mm. Uh, my 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 biggest game of the weekend and the must watch 
It might surprise you, and actually last week I probably would have said this, but St Kilda and the Suns I think is a must-watch because there's been a lot of storylines after after last week. Now, all of a sudden, I mean, after round one, we said, oh, St Kilda playing like a bottom four team. They're hopeless. And now, according to, you know, the experts, they're flying. You know, they, they did do well against Richmond in the last quarter. They did kick 10 of the last, 10 last goals of the game. And then they, they took care of Hawthorne, who were pretty hopeless, to be honest. And then Gold Coast were good against Carlton. No one really expected them to win. Uh, their midfield stepped up. And we know we've been waiting for a number of years for, for Gold Coast to kind of perform. And everyone's saying, well, maybe this is the year. I think we'll learn a lot in this game about both these sides. It's a winnable game for both. I think, but I'm not sold on St. Kilda yet. I want consistency. If they can beat the Suns comfortably, I will start to believe, but I want to see them do it against decent opposition. You know, when you take care of the Dockers by 10 points in an ugly game, Tigers by 33 when they fell asleep in the last quarter, and the Hawks by 69 points, which I think, um, you know, the local Baronia team here would have uh, taken care of Hawthorne last week. You can't read too much into it, but it'll be interesting. And St. Kilda have actually won the previous six meetings against the Suns, so... Um, they'll have some confidence going into it, boys. Mm. Well, it's very interesting because the Saints feast off errors. So we saw that last week. Hawthorne were bad at skill-wise. They feast off them. Gold Coast, fourth best side in terms of efficiency and fourth best side so far this year in terms of uh, points conceded. So they're doing the basics right. Stewie G is going to do the basics right, and we'll go from there. And if that can get us a win, so so be it. So St Kilda, I don't, don't think we'll feast. This is a great game to pick apart and watch and, and delve some time into because St Kilda will have to score off their own bat, win their own ball, do some do some fantastic things of their own accord, which they haven't really done that year, done this year, as you said. Like, you know, the games they've won comfortably, they've won because the other team has been poor. And the games that they've won, they've had to, like, grit and fight and, and stoush. So... It'd be very, very interesting, and it's not a simple tip. I wouldn't be going into this saying it's obviously St Kilda. Mm. It is at home, and Gold Coast have lost four of the last five at Marvel, which is not great, and they've lost those by an average of 43 points, which is even worse. But I don't think this is that. I think Gold Coast has progressed more in that time than St Kilda has, and so yeah. probably it's going to be a big game. battle of the full forwards as well. There's two kings. So one mm. of them is... Uh, obviously Max King, and then you've got the other King, which is uh, Marbiel Chol at the other end. He kicked three last week, and he's uh, he's doing good things along with Casbolt. So interesting to see who can take uh, take care of the forward line for each side. Gordo, what is your most, uh, the must-watch game for this weekend? So. Well, my must-watch is probably the biggest narrative game of the week, in my opinion, that's Port Adelaide and, and Carlton. Ooh. Because You said in reverse, though. Is it- I did say it in reverse, and yep. I suppose... It's because Port Adelaide is the most important player in this. It's like if they go zero and five, can Ken Hinkley keep his job? Ooh, and I know that I have a history block. on this podcast of trying to sack coaches before their time and yeah, whatever. You love it. But he was already on chopping block before we started this season. Wow. For, for losing a prelim. Because he lost he hasn't won a grand final. He's he comes at the end of his tenure. He's been there for a decade and he hasn't same thing happened to Brad Scott at North Melbourne. Yeah, hasn't made one to lose one. So we, we knew what was needed for him to succeed at Port this year. And we keep getting told by all mainstream media that, you know, no team has made the grand final at zero and two, zero and three, zero and four. And so even Nikki G's red pen is out and ready to put the line through it this weekend, oh, I reckon. This was oh, after round one. Exactly. So, yeah. so they have to win. They have to win. And then the, the flip side is Carlton came out of the blocks, absolutely smashing it. Everyone's like, Voss, super coach. Can't believe he got sacked from Brisbane back in the day. 
obviously done his time and rebooted. And then Cripps get injured. They lose to they lose to the Suns, and all of a sudden the wheels are falling off the bandwagon. People are getting nervous. Blues fans are getting upset. Nick's put a red line through. Nick's off a red line through as well. <laughs> There's only three teams left in the competition, and it's where they go from here. Can they win it without Cripps? Can they win it a different way? Can they yeah. show some versatility? And so I think it's a really and under pressure as well because they know that Port will bring it because they have to. Yeah. So it is, yeah, it is really important game to watch for mm. sure. But this also links in well because because Nicholas thinks this is his upset of the week as well. I can't believe it, but he's picking Port. They have to win, Jimmy. I'm with Gordo. They have to win. I mean, yeah, zero and five. I don't think they can allow that. And Alira Lee comes back this week. I think Robbie Gray does too. So Dixon's still out though. Dixon's still out. It doesn't matter. They, I think Alira Lee will be a big addition to the mid uh, to the defense. Sorry, but Carlton's midfield will take a blow without Cripps there. It'll be like you said. It'll be interesting to see how they um uh, reconfigure themselves without the skipper in the midfield. But yeah, I. I, I I don't know. I just can't see Port going zero and five. Um, yeah. But it'll also be interesting um, to see, you know, Carlton on the rebound as well, how they respond. It, it is a must-watch game. And, um, yeah, I'm go- going for Port here. Not many people are giving them any hope, and rightly so. Um, I'm being very lenient on them, actually. But I think they'll win. We'll be back after a quick break. Nicholas. Well, they don't have Crips, so that's a huge one. I think Pittenhead will come back. He's got to pass the test before he plays, but I, I think he will. You know, he's he's a huge uh, um, importance in the ruck, especially in that midfield without Cripper. But still, look, uh, Port Adelaide's given me nothing to work off here. I thought if you want to make a statement, it would have been last week, even if they lost, but but were competitive, I'd have faith. But they've given me absolutely no reason to tip them, so I'm not going to tip them. Um, Maybe they'll try and make a statement. They've got to play faster than they did last week. They try to play keepings off, and it was atrocious. Then kick a goal uh, until late in the third term. So I don't know. I think Carlton will get it done in front of their home fans. Last last week was just a little bit of a hiccup. Who wins yeah, the together. midfield contest, you reckon, Jimmy? Because obviously with Cripps, Carlton were the number one side for contested possessions and clearances. Yeah. And then on the back of that inside 50s, last week when Cripps went down, they lost that count by 13 for contest possessions and 16 for clearances. And yeah. they ended up minus 16 for inside 50s. So can they fill that void is the yeah, big question. I, I think they can. I mean, Walsh will, uh, it disrupts your, your structure when a, when a player goes out midway through the game, but they would have set plans this week. And they know without, like, Boke is, is their only hope really uh, in there for Port Adelaide. And Ollie Wine's been out. But Ollie Wine's been out is, is another mm. one as well. Carl Amon's been pretty good, but he's not like an inside bull, you know, like he's been improved. Yeah. I think they'll win the midfield battle and that'll that'll result in winning the game. I mean, Nick's right, Ali Ali coming back in um, is huge for them because they're definitely missing him down back. 
But I don't know. It depends how fit he's going to be with his first game back too. So I think if it was in Adelaide, I'd have a different opinion. But the fact that it's in Melbourne, I'm going the Blues pretty comfortably. Let's just make it clear. This is a, this is a very clear cut week. If it was going to be an upset. I would have. I might have gone um, Frio and Essendon, which uh, which Nico stole. So I won't take that. I'm gonna I'm gonna take Melbourne and GWS. And the only reason why is because Melbourne will lose a game when nobody expects it. It'll just be like an off night, a random game, and we're like, what the hell happened there? And it won't mean anything. And this is one of those possible games because Leon Cameron is. Is is in trouble in on honestly with the me, like the media pressure that's coming from him as well, and now also he's been swung into the uh, um, into the hot seat even further because of Gill's resignation this week, and they've started to talk about how much money's been poured into clubs like Gold Coast and GWS, and what have they delivered? They've been to you know prelims, have been to a grand final, haven't won it, and they're now they're not progressing, so. When you've got a guy like Al Clarkson kind of lurking around and people start to talk about Nathan Buckley and, oh, could they get it back? Maybe. And people want to sack a coach. They're like Gordo. So the pressure's on. And if there's one time, you know, Melbourne could relax, there might be a, a comfortable game here at the MCG. And you just never know. But I'm not tipping them, to be honest. Melbourne well, history's on your side, Jimmy. The Giants have kept that? the Demons to just 68, 55 points last two times out. Oh, It's the bogey side. Well, there you go. I knew that. was 50, the Giants, all right? 550. What are you going to put on it, Nicholas? Nothing. Absolutely nothing. (laughs) I think the Ds will win by 11 goals. Yeah, no, fair enough. Do we agree then overall that, like, they're by far and away the best... The best team. Like, is this a dynasty yeah. in the making? Are we yeah, are we looking 100%. at Brisbane Lions 010203, Richmond 17 For Melbourne 1920? Yeah. At the moment, it looks like it. And you know oh. what? That I don't even think they're at their best at the moment. That's like the whole point. The, every time in the media this week, all we hear is that oh, they're in third gear. Like they're not even that good. They're only playing patchy. Petrarch's not even in form, but they're still winning comfortably. Like, are we just seeing that? And then I just roll through their work, be a 20 and two side and just cruise through the funnels and when it like Hawthorne did back in Nico's heyday. I think there's a big gap between them and second best. I think that they, they look awesome. And that's why is it the only re- they'll, it'll be a random, it probably won't be this week. I'm 90% sure it won't be this week, <laughs> but there'll be a week, a random team that they play that they'll just, you know, not mentally prepare for and they'll lose. But every game that they set to win mentally, I, I can't see them losing. There's just mm. no weakness in their side. Look at Nicholas laugh. Yeah, no, I'll, I'm not laughing, but I'll have to disagree. This always happens after someone wins a premiership. There's always a hype that, you know, they're going to go on a dynasty run. And, you know, dynasties are dynasties for a reason. They're hard, to, you know, they, they don't happen often. Um, Except the Bulldogs, for when the Bulldogs Hawthorne did it and then Geelong did it and then Richmond yeah. did it. Yeah. So they happen pretty often. Yeah. Okay. Those three teams were able to do it and credit to them, but, Again, like just because a team wins a premiership, I don't think they're, they're set for uh, for a dynasty run. Like the Bulldogs in 2016 won the flag and people were saying, oh, they're such a young team and they've got no weakness and, you know, they, they could win the next two or three premierships. Yeah, and, yep. You know, it didn't obviously didn't happen. And um, look where they're at now. Same with West Coast. They dropped off pretty quickly and... Um, Look, I'm not denying the fact that Melbourne are probably the best team in the comp at the moment, but well, there's like still a that. long way to go. Yeah, yeah, no, there is. That's fair enough. Let's get into 50-50s. These are the tipping comp winners. Now, I'm going to go for the, the reason I'm choosing this one as my 50-50. I don't really think it is. I just think a lot of people will, will pick it 
as a 50 50. You'll have a lot of mates who might tip West Coast, like Frankie, like Gordo, maybe even Nick. But I think Sydney are a much better side and they, they use a lot of energy that night when Buddy kicked his uh, thousandth goal and uh, they weren't switched off. Last week they played, well, they played a quarter of footy get over the line against North. But I don't think West Coast's win was fantastic, but they're missing too many players still. And Nick Natanui is the biggest one now and he's a fresh out. I don't think they can do it against Sydney. So that'll be the one that might be able to uh, get you in front of your mates this weekend. Yeah, no, I've, uh, yeah, I'm going Frio over Essendon this week. I'm with Gordo and what he said about the Bombers in round, uh, about last round. Um, I'm not really sold on them. I'm not sold on the win that they had over Adelaide. And yes, they play Fremantle. A lot of people have been talking about Fremantle being one of the best sides in the competition this year. There's, I've seen comparisons this week uh, made to Melbourne with the Dockers, the way they're playing. And look, uh, I'm not really sold on the Dockers either, but I think they can go over to Marvel Stadium and cause an upset. Um, and the last three out of the last four meetings between these two have been under 10 points. Two seven-pointers and one six-pointers. Yes, they've all been in favour of Essendon, but I think the Dockers are more than capable of pulling up, uh, I mean, leaving Melbourne with a win the four points so yeah i wouldn't be jumping on the essendon bandwagon just yet just because they got their season off um on the board last week so yeah i'm, I'm back in the dockers yeah well there you go yeah. you didn't you, you didn't uh, want to comment on the west coast sydney one you just brushed past that with no interest you know, sorry i i lost where you're at because my uh my computer was fuzzing up a bit no, that's that's fine but, but did, yeah, did that interest you that game at all west coast sydney i yeah i think the eagles um yeah, look, I think the Eagles got a lot of pressure off their back last week, um, obviously getting the win against Collingwood. Um, do I think they can back it up against Sydney this week? Probably not. Probably not. I think the Swans, their, their last two performances haven't been great, and I think they're looking to, uh, uh, I guess, make a statement win, I guess, more convincing, put in a more convincing performance, and um, they're going up against the vulnerable West Coast side and they'll see this as an opportunity and, um, yeah, come away with the win, I think. Yeah, West Coast is still missing a fair few players and obviously still without Nick Natanui for a while. So might be too much of a big task for the Eagles. Gordo, your take on those two games, please, sir? Yeah, um, West Coast, Sydney. I don't know. I was all about Sydney early doors and now it's early season, so you flip-flop too much because last it was disappointing, but then again... Is West Coast still the waffle side or are they still, you know, are they coming in to being the side that they could be? Are they too old? Too many questions. So it'll be a 50-50 tip, obviously, for me. And I'll just probably flip a coin, to be honest, there. Yeah. And then Fremantle Essendon. It's it's Fremantle all the way. I've told you boys for three oh, years. You picked them three years the ago. Purple haze is coming. Yes. And so what are the two most important indicators in terms of scoring in the AFL at the moment? What's that? Efficiency in front of the big sticks? Well, okay, three most then. So accuracy. Yeah. Ac- accuracy one, obviously, but yep. do you get, win your own football? Clearances, contested possession. Yeah. And do you get the ball on turnover? Oh, it depends. Richmond didn't really win with those. And do you uh, get the factors. ball on turnover, which is how yeah, Richmond turnovers, did Yes. Correct. Turnovers, so that's one yeah. and two. Yep. And how would Essendon rank for that? Second last in both. Yeah. No, they've been terrible. They, 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 they're terrible. terrible at both those things. So yeah. until yeah. they get better at that, you can't tip any week unless they're playing mm. North Melbourne. So I'll be tipping Fremantle. Or, uh, I think or Adelaide. Or Adelaide. Or Adelaide. Uh, but I'll be tipping Fremantle. They'll be taking the points away from Marvel Stadium. On the way. There you go, boys. I like that one. I think I'm going to tip the Dons. I've got faith after last week. And Peter Wright's going to kick another bag. 
and uh, finish the weekend. He likes the Bombers, Jimmy. Cold. He does. He likes the Bombers, likes closet the Blues. Supporter. Likes <laughs> two meter tall people. He's not even a closet Carlton supporter. He's just an outright yeah. Carlton supporter. Yeah. He's a member. Has a badge. I was a member last week, uh, last week, last year because of a joke, but uh, that's last fine. Week I was going to say you microwaved your membership already, but no. No, no I haven't, Nicholas. Don't be silly. Give us your super coach, your central purchase, please. Um, I mean, there's a there's a fair few this week. Obviously, I've seen a few people trade out Paddy Cripps, and I think that's a mistake. Wow, but... hey, already he's only going to miss one game with the hammer. Yeah, exactly. But people are jumping off. I don't know. I don't. Yeah, I don't know why, but I'm sticking with him. Um, yeah. but my purchase, oh Jimmy, oh Jesus, what is it, mate? I don't know. Uh, I'll you know what? I'll go with Max Gorn because oh, you of... have to. If you don't have him, you're nuts. <laughs> Oh, exactly. There's the Ruckman are hard to come by this season. I think this is the first year in a few years where um the Ruckman aren't really dominating the super coach scores. And a few people jumped off Max Gorn um in the last few weeks because he wasn't, you know, reaching his potential. Oh, really? His, his what did he score last week? Last his week was standards. an amazing performance. But yeah, last week he came back with 160. So he shut Ooh. up a lot of doubters. And yeah. I think he is still the outright number one ruckman in Supercoach. Yeah, always year. back Gorny. Even back in the day when, when Brody Grundy was being uh, compared to the best ever. Um, since Jim Steins, you still stuck with him. You still stuck with Gorney. He's the best ruckman in the game. There's no doubt about it. Mm. It's time to put your house on something. Nick, you love a big bet. Love an outlandish bet. You normally <laughs> lose them. But this week, try and win one, okay? I'll go first. I'll just do a nice, yep. easy one. Took Miller. He's had 30 or more pos- possessions in 18 of his last 20 games. So he'll get 30 plus again this weekend. You can put your house yep. on that one. Um, don't actually do it. Gamble responsibly, but yeah, you could probably put your ass on it. And then my pick is the dogs to beat North by over 39. We all know North should not be the, the good Friday game. It's a blockbuster time slot. You know, everyone's home and uh, watching the footy and they've got to put up with North Melbourne. Uh, they will lose by a lot. I think it's going to be a very easy day for the dogs. Maybe I hope they prove me right and they, and they put up a good performance, but I just don't see it. So 39 plus, I reckon winning margin for the dogs. What about you boys? Give me your prop and pick. I'm going to go with Frankie Scalise on this one. Oh. He gave me out at Collingwood, not losing by much. Yo, you reckon? Who have they brought in? Uh, Cox. Big, the big Texan will kick a goal. That's my prop bet at a dollar forty. He'll kick one at least. That will yeah. keep the fans happy. Bring him in, snag a snag, job done. Oh, and uh, do we know in terms of uh, investing on the stock market what dumb money refers to? Well, it's just like it's it's dumb if you don't invest in it. Is that what? It no, means? so dumb money in the in the stock market or in crypto or whatever is when yeah. people invest money into a market when they don't know much about it. Okay. And it happens all the time around big events, so like the Masters, yeah. Wimbledon, or oh, yeah, yeah, Easter yeah. Monday football. Yeah. So all of a sudden, everyone's like, "Oh no, Hawthorne usually wins this game, don't they? They're usually pretty close, you know. Oh, Hawthorne could jag this. They're two dollars. They're three dollars. Whatever. Don't don't follow dumb money." Well, Trust yourself. Money. You follow sport. You follow footy. Geelong win comfortably. Just take Geelong to win. <laughs> so, uh, so, so just Geelong to win. Just Not Geelong even... to win. You said comfortably, so you've got to put a margin on it now. But we're putting a house on it, though. Yeah. Okay. If you want, okay. So, if you want one house, again, real estate. Just... Frankie Squeezy, shout out, real estate agent. If you just want one house off Frankie, yeah, Geelong to win. Geelong if you want win, three right. houses off Frankie, Geelong by four goals or more. <laughs> <laughs> I love it, Nicholas. Here we go, mate. 
NSL oh, well. I'm putting my house on Lockie Neal to get over 40 touches tonight. I think he will oh, run a riot against the Pies. Mark my words, Jimmy. Mark oh. my words. And also the D's to absolutely smash the Giants. Um, yeah, putting my house on those two for sure. All right. I love it. Very good. I love you boys too. I love all our listeners. Hashtag footy life to get involved. You can email us anytime. Send us messages and uh, we'll involve you in the show. We appreciate it. Go to Tiggs. Have a good weekend.